This is Tennis Quick Tips, episode 163. Hey, it's Kim from TennisFixation.com, your host for the Tennis Quick Tips podcast. With every episode, Tennis Quick Tips brings you a quick and easy tip to improve your tennis game and to make sure you're having fun every time you step on court. Well, I am so happy to be back behind the mic recording another episode of Tennis Quick Tips. I know many of you are my longtime listeners and you have emailed me or made comments on the TennisFixation.com website asking me where have I been and what have I been up to and why am I not putting out more tennis quick tips. And I really do appreciate your checking in with me. I have taken off the past two months and I do have some information to give you about that time, what I've been doing But I'm going to save that for another episode and jump right in to today's tennis quick tip, which is 10 more tips. That's right. Not just one. 10 more tips for lazy tennis players. So I bet you're listening to this because you want to play better tennis and you want to do it right now, right? That's me too. And the good news is that there are some very simple and quick things we can all do without even stepping on a tennis court that can help to improve our game. So in this episode, I'm going to give you 10 tips you can put into practice right away to help you play better tennis fast. Now, I came up with this one because I was looking through some of my older Tennis Quick Tips podcasts And I came across an oldie but a goodie. Episode 10, which is a popular download, is called Top 10 Tennis Tips for Lazy Players. And I will put a link to that in the show notes for this episode if you want to check that one out. It will be at tennisfixation.com slash quicktips163. Anyway, that episode gave 10 of my best tips for improving your tennis play very quickly, with very little effort. Now, I am sure that you are not a lazy tennis player, because if you were, you probably wouldn't be listening to this podcast. But I'm betting that you would love to know a few small things you could do that would make a big impact on your game really quickly. Well, that's what episode 10 was all about. And since I know how great those kind of little tips are, I wanted to give you 10 more that you could put into practice right away without even heading out to the court. So here they are, 10 more tennis tips for lazy players, even if you're not really a lazy tennis player. Tip number one, own two tennis rackets and bring them to every match. I promise I'm not a spokesperson for any racket manufacturer, But this seems like something that should be a no-brainer and clearly isn't. I believe that no matter what level of player you are, even if you're an absolute beginner, you should own and always carry at least two tennis rackets with you when you're going to play a match. I have seen players at every single level that I've ever played at, from absolute beginners to open-level players, 
show up at matches with just one racket. And while you may not believe it, the fact is, at some point, you're going to break a string or crack the frame of your racket, and you're going to need that second racket to complete your match. On more than one occasion, I myself have broken a racket string and needed to pull out my second racket to keep playing. And I am not someone who hits really hard or with super massive topspin. Racket strings just wear out over time and a miss hit of the ball can cause one to suddenly snap. Plus, having that second racket means that when you go to restring, you always have a racket ready to play. Now, if you're interested in knowing how to handle the situation where your string breaks in the middle of a match, check out episode 111 of Tennis Quick Tips called My Tennis Racket String Broke, Now What? That episode tells you what I did when this happened to me. Okay, tip number two, restring your racket as needed. I know this seems like a silly tip. It's so obvious, right? And if you're someone who is consistently paying attention to the state of your strings and getting your racket restrung as needed, then you aren't going to get any benefit from this particular tip. But I can tell you again that players at all levels are not getting their rackets restrung as often as they need to, and their games are suffering as a consequence. Because even if your racket strings are not broken over time, as they fray and wear out, they are less elastic and less able to grip the ball to help add spin to your shots. The elasticity of your strings adds to the trampoline effect you get when you hit the ball, helping the ball to pop off your racket faster and with more power. And the texture on the surface of the strings helps to grip that tennis ball and add to the spin you're trying to get. When your strings are frayed and split, you lose the elasticity and the texture of the strings wears away. So even if your strings aren't broken and are still technically playable, you are not getting that extra little help your strings can give to you when they're in good condition. So if you want to know when you should restring your tennis racket, check out episode 82 of Tennis Quick Tips, which was called When to Restring Your Tennis Racket. Number three, in doubles, pick on the weak link. This is the most basic an easiest double strategy to apply, and it should be something you're constantly thinking about and doing on top of any other strategy you might be putting to effect out on court. But sometimes we forget to pick on the weak link. We get caught up in a lot of other things going on in the match, and we end up hitting to the strong player over and over. So be sure that you and your partner are figuring out which of your opponents is the weak link and concentrate on getting lots of balls to that player. And remember, the weak link may not be the opponent with the less powerful or accurate shots. The weak link can also be the opponent who is less consistent and more prone to errors, or who is getting tired and is ready to quit, or who is just frustrated and unhappy. Do not discount the value of observing these things and playing to that player. And remember that the weak link may change during the match. Lots of things can happen. One of your opponents finally warms up and her serve or her shots get a lot better. 
or your opponents change their strategy or a strong opponent gets tired or gets a poor attitude. You have to be looking for these types of things throughout your match and be sure you keep looking for that weak link. For more information on picking out the weak link in your doubles match, listen to episode 128, which was called Really Easy Doubles Strategy, Pick on the Weak Link. Number four, when serving, only hit a good toss. No matter what level I have ever played at, I consistently see players who not only have bad tosses when they serve, but they hit these bad ball tosses. I'm sure you see this too. Players who throw all of their service form out the window to chase a bad toss. They fall off to one side or they lean way back. Why are they doing this? Well, I hope you're not doing this because the fact is you can toss as often as you need to, to get the exact right toss for your serve. So take your time, get your toss right so that you can get your serve right. And yes, I know the rules only allow us 20 seconds between when one point ends and the next point begins. And that next point begins when the next serve is struck, not when the ball is tossed. But 20 seconds is probably longer than you think it is. And unless you are excessively retossing the ball as some form of gamesmanship, I'm sure your opponents will let you take the amount of time that you need to get your toss right, as long as that amount of time is reasonable. To find out more about using a good toss to hit a good serve, check out episode 76 of the Tennis Quick Tips podcast, which was called For a Good Serve, Hit a Good Toss. Number five, get your first serve in. I used to say never hit a second serve when I was giving this tip, but then I had someone ask me if I literally meant to never hit a second serve after you fault on your first serve. And that is definitely not what I mean. Of course, if you fault on your first serve, you're going to take a second serve. Instead, what I mean is you really, really need to get that first serve in especially in doubles. When you have to hit a second serve, you put yourself under extra stress and pressure because you don't get another chance to serve for that point. And your opponent views that second serve as their opportunity to attack. So try to get that first serve in as often as you can. And this may mean taking a little something off of it, maybe not hitting it quite as hard or as fast. Or it may mean adding a little something like spin to get it in. You can easily use your second serve as your first serve if necessary to be sure you get that serve in. For more on the importance of having a good second serve, check out episode nine of the Tennis Quick Tips podcast, which was called Improve Your First Serve with a Real Second Serve. Number six, hit cross court. Whether you're playing singles or doubles, most of your shots should be hit cross-court during a match. This is true when you're hitting returns or playing at a point. And there are a lot of reasons for this, and I gave you five of them in episode 134 of Tennis Quick Tips, which was called Top 5 Reasons to Hit Cross-Court. But the most important reason, in my opinion, is because it gives you more room to hit into so you have a larger margin of error. 
So hit those shots cross court when you can. Number seven, be patient. If you're like me, you like to be up at the net, playing fast and hard with lots of sharp angles and quick winners. And while that can be a winning game strategy, a lot of times it's not. Many opponents will take advantage of your quick up at the net style by lobbing you and running you around and basically wearing you down with a slower, loopier kind of play. They'll let you work yourself to exhaustion and make tons of errors just by calmly doing nothing more than getting the ball back in play. When you find yourself in that situation, you have to be patient. You have to use patience as your weapon. Don't rush the point, even though you'd like to. Patiently wait for your opportunity to hit the winner. Number eight, learn how to deal with your opponent's bad calls. When your opponent makes a bad call, or several of them, and they are making calls that they are entitled to make according to the rules, sorry, but you have to accept those calls, good or bad. Now, no one is perfect with line calls, and your opponent is most likely calling the lines as best as he or she can. However, if you get frustrated by these bad line calls, you will not only not play your best tennis, you'll most likely play even worse than usual. That does not mean that you do nothing about bad line calls. If you can get an official involved, like you're at a tournament, then do so. But if that's not an option, put your opponent on notice that you're watching these calls with a simple, are you sure, or something like that, and move on. Do not carry any negative energy you might develop into the next point, and certainly don't lose focus by dwelling on bad line calls. Number nine, talk to your doubles partner. Probably one of the easiest ways to become a better doubles player is to increase the amount of communication you're having with your partner. Even if you think you're talking a lot, I bet you could probably double that amount and maybe then you'll be at an optimal level of communication. The fact is that you should always be communicating with your doubles partner. By talking between points, discussing what is happening during the match, you ensure that you're both on the same page as far as tactics and strategy. By talking during points when appropriate, you make sure that you're positioned correctly and covering the maximum amount of court possible. Just be sure when communicating with your partner that you keep your talk positive and non-judgmental. And finally, number 10, relax. This last tip is one of the easiest to do, but it's also one of the hardest. A simple way to play better tennis without actually practicing anything is to just relax. When you're nervous or excited, your muscles will tense up, your heart rate will increase, and your focus will go right out the window. So be sure to relax in all ways when playing tennis, on your strokes, on your serve and return, and in your attitude. Calm down. Enjoy yourself. Tennis is a game after all. By relaxing and staying calm, you'll have a lot more fun and you'll actually play better tennis. Well, 
those are my 10 more tennis tips for lazy tennis players. As I said, I mentioned several other podcast episodes that you might be interested in listening to, and I will have links to those in the show notes for this episode, which will be at tennisfixation.com slash quick tips 163. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks again to the very many of you who checked in on me and told me how much you were missing your tennis quick tips. I'm glad to hear from you. I even uh, got some reviews on iTunes telling me that they loved the podcast and wanted me to put out more episodes, and I am definitely going to be doing that. If you would like to leave a review on iTunes, just go over to tennisfixation.com slash iTunes and you can leave your review there. You can give it however many stars you think are appropriate. Reviews help this show become more easily discovered by other like-minded, awesome tennis players just like you. And I really, truly appreciate them. Again, thanks for listening. Hope you're getting out there and playing a lot of tennis. And as always, happy tennis.